buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. All right, welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. And as always, you know that we have a fantastic guest for you today. Today, I've got Daniel Gomez. He's an award-winning business coach. Uh, Daniel is an award-winning keynote speaker, business coach, executive coach, corporate trainer, and podcast of the year recipient. So there's a lot to unpack in there. We're going to dig into his uh, story, where he started in sales, and some of his own transformations uh, Daniel, thanks so much for coming on. Welcome to the show. Man, Carla, I've had this on my calendar for the last three weeks, so I'm excited to add value to your audience, man, and thank you for having me. I'm just, I, I drank an extra Red Bull just for you, man. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you have another one close by because this is going to be a, a good one. I can already tell. Well, let's do it, man. I'm excited. Look, I actually, I put it in the super cup that way i'm ready for you <laughs> <laughs> all right so tell us daniel like where did it all start for you what was your first you know sales job or even like you know before that if you want to um what were you doing how did you get into it and let's take it from there you know when i graduated from high school i had a job i had a choice i could go work at a, at a warehouse grocery store warehouse or i could have gone and i this other company called Plan Interscapes. We used to do interior landscaping. And I actually borrowed $100, man, to go buy some stilettos because I went for the both interviews. The, the plant company was lingering. They didn't want to hire me, and they ended up hiring somebody else. They just didn't tell me. And I went to this hotel, and I was just discouraged because I could see the, the logo of the girl and said that was supposed to be my job. Mm. So I said, well, just suck it up. I didn't have the money for the stilettos. So as I borrowed that, I was literally, um, a family member goes, you got to pay me the money back, though. I was like, yeah, I'm going to pay you back. Because in the, in the warehouse, yeah, they were still toes. So as I'm making my way to go buy these still toes, the lady calls me back from the plant company and goes, hey, man, um, we want to bring you back for another interview. And I'm thinking in my mind, well, I just saw y'all about a week ago with the hotel. Well, the, the girl they hired quit. And, um, man, I had $100. I said, well, I need gas money. So I told my family member, give me two weeks. I got hired over here at the plant company. I worked my way up. And next thing you know, I never knew this, Colin, that these hotels, the Marriott's, the Hilton's, these mm -hmm. big um, malls, they have interior landscaping. And people pay thousands of dollars for this. So as I worked my way up here in this plant company, we started doing these houses at the Dominion where David Robinson lives, George Strait lives. And we would go into these houses and they would have like 20, 30 feet ceilings. And I just remember saying one day, hey, Colin, you know, so-and-so bought a, a plan over there and it looked pretty nice in that corner. I see yours is kind of bare. 
And I wasn't even a salesperson. And she goes, what did you say? I said, yeah, the lady down the street, Miss um, Richards, she, she bought a plant from us. And I think it might look good in that corner. She goes, send me a proposal. Little did I know that there was a competition in the neighborhood. Well, I got back to the <laughs> office and I told the owner, hey, man. I said, this lady wants to buy this plant. And I, she goes, good. Because you know what, Daniel, go get the order form and I'll show you how to fill it out. And I was like, are you sure? He goes, yeah. He goes, you, have you talked to anybody to do the order? I goes, no. He goes, so the owner was cool with me. So I did this order form, turned it in, and then I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, like, I didn't say this to the owner, but I, to myself, I said, dude, this, this lady ain't going to buy it. It was a 21-inch palm tree, Rafus palm tree from Hawaii, with the pot, with everything, $10,000. So I faxed it over, and I said, well, I guess I'll just wait. Next thing you know, they call me Daniel, fax fax machine. So I went and got it. She signed it, like, within 10 minutes. Next thing you know, a month passes by, and the owner goes, hey, man. He goes, it, we did we installed that plant. Why didn't you turn in your commission voucher? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah. He goes, you paid for that. I was like, for what? He goes, for that palm tree. Dude, it was a $500 commission for a $10,000 palm tree. Guess what I was doing every day after that, ma'am? You need a, you know, this kind of bear over here. What do you think? And I wasn't even, I was, I was, I was, I was considered a service manager where we would go out there and just check on the accounts. But um, man, I just started making recommendations, and I learned there real quickly when you recommend things, people are more open to it. And that was the beginning of my sales career. So I was a recommending fool, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just awesome because it just happened organically and. Everywhere I'd go, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe you need some color there, right? Color is flowers. You need some, you need some color in your entrance. You know what? That's a great idea. So before you know it, I was I was making poly just commission, and I wasn't even commission based, but I was making poly about, you know, two thousand dollars on average a month just in commissions plus my salary, which I wasn't, you know, I still have my full salary. So little by little, man, I just said I need to learn how to do this even more, and I just I, that gave me the confidence to go out there and recommend whatever I could to everybody. And I was a recommending person, man. <laughs> wow. The, you know, the thing that I love about that is that you were genuinely recommending something that you thought was beneficial. You, you didn't even know you were going to get a commission. No, I, I really didn't. I was, I, I mean, right. I've grown since then, but to me, that plant was more than the car I was driving, right? I think at that time I bought a 92 S10 or a 93 S10. And my car, it cost me $8,900. And this day did I have a $10,900 pot. I was like, wow. But, you know, to them, it just, it just was nothing. It was a drop in the bucket. And it really opened my mind. I, looking back now, Colin, like being there in the Dominion with George Strait and being in their houses and all these other multimillionaires, I got to experience and see the inside of these mansions. And it really helped me. It gave me the confidence to go to any other building or any other um, facility and just say, hey, you know what? You need to put this palm here tree because I had already, right? This was the elite where it was like 10000 for a plan over here. We're talking about 1000 or 2000 So I would ask for the business easier because it gave me the confidence to say, hey, these people said yes to me before. Why wouldn't they say yes to me here? And I think so many times in sales, we don't have the confidence in, in what we're doing in ourselves, right? Because before they, before they buy any product or they buy any service, they're buying Colin Mitchell. They're buying Daniel Gomez. And that's what they're buying. And so many times we don't 
we don't remember that, right? We get stressed out or we get, we hit that rut where we hit that dry spell for a week or two weeks and we lose our confidence. And then we go into that light mode or fight. And then next thing you know, guess what? We start, those bad habits come out. And when you, you got, in sales, you got to win. And one of the best ways to win is you got to walk in that confidence that you have inside of you. Yeah. And people can see when you lack the confidence or you don't say something with conviction and on the flip side, they can also see like, hey, is, is Daniel really recommending this because there's a big fat commission or is Daniel recommending this because he genuinely thinks that this, uh, you know, in this case, this plant's going to look good here, you know, so, you know, prospects are, are smart. People are smart. They can see through like, hey, are you genuinely giving me good sound recommendations um, or, you know, are you just trying to be smooth and, and, and land a sale here? So they can see through that stuff. Um, and when you say things with conviction and with confidence, you say it in a much different tone. There's different body language. There's, you know, eye contact, all of these small details that matter where somebody can really, you know, believe that, hey, what Daniel's saying is I can trust that. It's good sound, yeah. you know, advice. Yes. And, and, and I love what you're saying because people think you have to be great in the beginning and all you got to do is just believe in yourself and believe in your product. And the rest, they'll feed off of that. And, if you, and when you make a recommendation, you really don't have to persuade them because you're saying, it's this is what I'm doing. I'm selling from my heart. And really just they see the best interest that you have for them. And that's what I would do. And I, I still do that, right? I still try to – I think one thing that I when, I when I go what's helped me be successful as a small business owner is really just say, hey, I know I can help you. I know we can help you. I know our team can help you. We're going to solve your problem. And I think so many times when you when you focus on the product and not the result that the product's giving you as a service, I think that's where mo- most sales professionals or, or account executives, they mess up because they, they, they try to sell the facts instead of focusing on the result. And and one thing, too, what you just said, right? I, I When you said it, when you describe that person, you, you picture somebody having fun and just like, hey, yeah. let's have a good time. And you kind of like, wow, like you swipe them off their feet. And it, it's a it's a good it's a good thing, but I think when you go in there and and like you take it so seriously, and me and you were talking about this a little bit earlier, you know, we, we have a new account executive, and I'm trying to have him. I, I tell him just have fun, but his thought process is different than mine, so I'm trying to communicate that to them. And sometimes I think we all need to remember that at the end of the day, don't stress yourself out. Just yeah. have fun because just what you said, right? I'll never forget this. Something one of my first managers told me is. Right. This is I'm giving my age away here. Your brain is a VCR. Your face is a TV. And whatever's playing in your VCR is going to play on your face. Mm. And they can see that. And we think that they, they can, but they can. So what, what what's playing in your DVD player? What's playing in your D in your in, in your CD player in your in your VCR, whatever you're using nowadays, what's playing in that brain of yours? Because it's yeah. being seen. And your prospects, your potential clients, they can see it. And even your customers, they can see it. Yeah. And you have to remember that. And if you, you're you just having a bad day, guess what? You got to suck it up. And that's where you got to rise above. One thing that I'll say is one thing that I learned really, really young as a, as a, as a sales professional is you got to master your emotions. You got to master your feelings. And so many times we allow our feelings to control us. We allow our emotions to control us. And then we wonder why we spiral up and we spiral down and we have a great day and a bad day or a good month and a bad month. And I can say when I was in the automotive industry 
that I was on the track selling cars. I never had a bad month. Never did. I always, you know, I ended I ended up my career selling cars. I averaged about 22 cars a month, which is great. And I wasn't luck. It was just the fact that everything, I was like a sponge and I learned from everybody. I, I took what learned what was to me. And then I applied that in, in, in my business that I do now. And it's like, guess what? If I need to make a sale, just make one more call. I'm tired, but you got to make one more call. And people appreciate that, right? I caught it. Instead of saying one more set, one more rep in the gym, I said, <laughs> one more dial, one more call, one more dial, one more call. And yeah. sooner or later, you're going to come across that win. It's, it's, a, it's a numbers game at times. And you just got to remember that and walk in that authority that you have as an accounting, as an account executive, as a sales professional. I think so many times, like you said, we don't, we don't, they don't see that conviction. They don't see that enthusiasm. They don't see that passion of what we're doing. And then we wonder, then we, then we, then we try to say this, ah, oh, they were just being flaky. They weren't really thinking about buying. They didn't want, they didn't want anything. And they did. You just, you were the turnoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you, can you take a moment to just explain to us what a VCR is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let me see here. No. I got mine right here. <laughs> so, no, and just to break that down, because I love that analogy, um, and, and, and what it tells me is like, you know, your, what your mindset is going to affect your attitude, right? So do you have a negative mindset, right? Like, hey, the lead suck, the lead suck, the lead suck. You know, my ma- I hate my manager. I hate my manager. I hate, like, is that the tape that you're playing? Um, is because that negativity is going to affect your attitude. And if your attitude, if your thoughts are negative, your attitude is going to be negative, and then your interaction with your prospects and your customers are going to be negative, and you're going to get negative results, right? So, you really got to shift. And and I think the reason that that ends up being the case for a lot of people, especially if they're like early in their sales journey, is because they focus on the wrong things, right? Yeah. And and, and they have the wrong expectations. Right. So they're focusing on like, hey, I need to book a meeting. 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 I need to get a deal. I need to get a deal. I need to get a demo booked. Whatever the case is, when you can't control that, all you can control is how many activities you do and how you show up in those activities. And the goal is just to have conversations. I don't know if Daniel's a good prospect for me. I don't know. But the goal is to have a conversation and find out. Yes, and and, and it, I, I love what you're talking about because I, I call it the inverted triangle. And what do I mean by the inverted triangle? Just imagine we have two triangles, right? One triangle is upside down, right? One goes like this, and then on the bottom, you go down and you have a regular triangle. So just say, I'll start on top for illustration, right? You have a triangle inverted, then you have your regular triangle. And most of us, we try to sell on the lower triangle, which is totally going to cost you your revenue, your gross, everything. When you go with the inverted triangle, right, the, the top percent is rapport, sales process, and then the close. And so many mm-hmm. times we want to shortcut the rapport building. But if you make that initial investment on top, right, if you're top heavy on rapport, fact finding, however you want to call that at first initial, the investigation time, fact finding time. When you build rapport for at least 25 to 30 minutes up front with your client and you just talk about it and make them a friend, well, then guess what? The sales process is easier than the close. You started closing them on, on top already. But so many times we want to build rapport for two minutes and then you go into a, like the sales pitch and then the close is an hour because you didn't make that initial investment on top. 
So mm-hmm. I highly recommend your audience start selling with the inverted triangle, building rapport, talking about your client, right? Find out what their hot buttons are. And and people say, well, what are hot buttons? It's like, yeah, they, so many th- times we think that what we're offering them is, is what can I say? We want to sell the same way to everybody and you can. Colin mm-hmm. has a hot button. Daniel has a hot button. Other prospects have a hot button. And if I, I can't sell Colin Daniel's hot buttons because if not, you're going to be like, I don't need that. But so many times we make the mistake and we try to do that for everybody. It's not a one for all. What is like, right? What do you want this product to do? What do you want this service to do for you? And when you approach it from that aspect, the client's going to tell you exactly what you need to do to help them out. And when you when you do it from a sincere place, like you said, they're like, man, you know what? This is good. Daniel does want to help me. And I, that's, that's the way I try to approach it. Um, I don't have a lot of, I can say, hold on, I don't want to say this arrogantly, but I've never struggled with leads because I've never needed a lot of leads. You know, I, I think I think our closing percentage is pretty high and not because we're some King Kong, but it's just because, right, the people that attract to us are our client base, first of all. And then the second of all is, hey, this is the value we give you. And I think we bring value to the table. And I think so many times people try to sell without bringing value, right? The marketplace is going to pay Colin based on the value he brings. The marketplace is going to pay Daniel the value he brings to the marketplace. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a give and take. You can't deliver $100 worth of value and expect somebody to pay you $1,000. It doesn't work that way. But if you deliver $1,000 worth of value, guess what? You're going to get $1,000 in income back. And then if you want to raise your income, okay, I got to deliver $10,000 worth of value. That way I can get paid that $10,000. And I say that because when I used to speak in sales train, I would be like, man, I'm gonna, I'm good, right? I thought I was, and I'm just being honest. And then I look back and I'm like, my friend goes, dude, I wouldn't have hired you to do any sales training at all. He goes, I wouldn't have hired myself <laughs> because because it's different when you speaking for when like when you're speaking from stage to an audience. It's different than doing it, say, with a team of of thirty or twenty in a small, intimate, and it's a different thing. But it's you just grow into that person you're becoming as as your confidence builds, your sales career builds, and then your business builds, and everything just builds. But it, everybody wants to be great in the beginning, and it doesn't work that way, Colin. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, but I love, you know, kind of what you said there is, is, you know, building rapport and trust, you know, with your customers. And so many people skip past that because they find they're more comfortable talking about themselves and their products and this, that, and the others and features and benefits and all of these things your prospect doesn't even care about yet. You know, it's easy for salespeople to like skip those steps or, you know, move past them so quickly. Um, But it's really important because, you know, I've talked to a lot of salespeople. I've had tons of people on the show and the most successful, most elite sellers know how to make the conversation more about the prospect and less about them. And they listen more than they speak. Yeah. And and you're right, because when I do my trainings, I say this, look. And it's and they don't believe me. I said, look, the client speaks seventy five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You speak twenty five percent of the time. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, the client speaks seventy five percent of the time. You're directing the conversation with the quality of the questions you ask your prospect and your client. And of course, you're having fun throughout the process and you're guiding them, but you should only be speaking twenty five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where a lot of young Salespeople, young sales professionals come in and they make a mistake. Is that for a good example? And I hope the audience takes away this from 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 this 
part of the segment is that, hey, hey, Colin, how you doing? And Colin says, oh, okay, just role play with me. Hey, Colin, how you doing? You doing all right? I'm doing horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be, hey, if you ask that question, you got to be prepared for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, usually, but usually they say, hey, you know what? I'm doing great. How you doing? Right? They yeah, kind of flip yeah. it back on you. Yeah. And when they flip it back on you, that's where the, that's where the most mm. young salespeople make a mistake because I say, how you doing, Colin? You say, well, I'm doing great. How about you? And then yeah. guess what? They start vomiting about themselves. Exactly what yeah. you're saying. Oh, I'm doing great. We're doing this. We're, we ju- yes. I just won President's Club. We just signed up 52 customers. We just rolled out this new feature. And like, I'm glad you asked. Yes. Hey, we got this thing we want you to come to. And yeah, they just, you know, <laughs> gift of the gab is not a sales skill. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you, have to, you have to be aware when you ask your client or your prospect, how are you doing? And they say, great. How about you? You say, great. But then right away, you turn the conversation back to them. And that's where I would say over 50% of the people mess up as they keep talking about themselves. And like you said, they vomit all over the place and they tell them everything that they've done. And they and the next thing you know, the client's like, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah. And then it's easy for, and then, and then the, and then the, you know, the sales rep puts the notes in the CRM. Hey, Daniel's nice guy. Very interested. <laughs> you know, like he, he asked me how I was doing. He must, he, he he's, he's qualified. He's a, he's a lead. He's interested, you know? And, and, you know, if you did most of the talking in the conversation, uh, good chance you're not getting that deal. Yes, and I mean it, and it's real. It's that that's a, that's a realistic number. You speak twenty five percent of the time. The client speaks seventy five percent, and you know maybe you'll go seventy thirty. But I think I think definitely they have to be the ones talking most of the time. That way they get they they. One thing that I can tell you, especially on this side of the quadrant with your emotional people, whether it's your ruby personality or your or your sapphire, they love to talk about themselves. So when mm-hmm. you ask them a question, you just let them speak about themselves or their kids. Man, they're going to love you. They're going to say, Daniel's the best thing since sliced bread. And you didn't say anything. All you did was let them talk about their family and their kids. And, well, you know what? I'll take it, right? But usually we, we interrupt the conversation instead of letting them flow in their own thing and just, okay, great. Tell me more, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they saw themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let them do most of the talking and then look for those opportunities to ask better, deeper questions, you know, frame it up. Hey, tell me more about that. You know, and then let let them go on again, and and just you know be sitting back, taking notes, teeing up the conversation. I mean, by that time they're so comfortable, then then you can fire off some questions that are maybe more relevant to, you know, hey, do you you know most you know most CFOs that we talk to have this particular problem, and you know does it you know do you have that problem? You know, you want to you know lead into those questions after there's a little bit of trust and rapport built. Um, but so many people jump into that right, right away where it feels like they're interrogating a criminal. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that you said that because one thing that I can tell you, my experience is people don't care what I do. People don't care what Colin do. They don't care what you do. They no. really don't. And, and, and it, it, it's amazing me when we go to, to some of these events and people introduce themselves and, oh, I'm this and that and that and this. And I'm like, you know what? You, you lose people at that inter- at that at that moment just it's about the client it's about the people around you and when you learn like right i just came from this event like i was telling you before we came on live i said hey my name is daniel gomez and i love people and guess what i can help you solve your problem in life and business 
I love to chat with you. And it, it, they're like, well, what do you do, right? Then they come ask you, well, what do you do, right? I, I don't tell them I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, because it's like, it, I don't, I, I, to me, when sometimes less is more. And I think yeah. if you, you just speak for 15, 20 seconds and you, it's worked for me. And I, I tell you what, because it's about them, not about us. So that's something I hope your audience takes away from this. Yeah. Yeah. People, people don't really don't want to care. People really don't care what you do, but what they do care about is what you can do for them. That's what they care about. That's what will pique their interest. That's what, that's what will get them curious. That's what will get them to say, well, Hey, tell me, tell me more about that. I, I think I need help with that. Right. No, I agree. I, I 100%. I think when we, when we, like you, we were saying earlier, when you focus on the solution, when focus on the results when you focus on their needs not your needs but their needs or their wants because i'm an emotional buyer i'll be honest with you there's times i'll go to the mall and i don't even plan on buying anything and i just see something i like and it's like wow you know what honey let's get this and like this sunday we went to the mall it was my birthday i didn't need glasses but i wanted some new sunglasses and i ended up buying two pairs did i need two pairs no but the guy goes well we got these other ones too and i was like you know let me just take both of them why not it's my birthday but it's just when they provide that customer service and, you know, they, they, they got it down, right? They take out both both pairs and they keep. I appreciate that because I know what it's like when, when I go out there or we go out there and train or, or speak or, you know, we, we offer our services. And I always try to go above and beyond. You got, you have right in this moment right now, Colin, as an account executive sales professional, you have to go above and beyond. You have to go above and beyond the call of duty. And if you don't, then people are going to pass you up because right now the way the world's set up is they want to be taken care of. And the ones that are going to really succeed in business in sales right now is the ones that go the extra mile. And if you're not used to going the extra mile, well, you're not going to make it happen. It's not going to work for you because people it's an expectation. I truly believe that nowadays. And, and it, it breaks my heart when, when you see people that they, they don't give it, their full potential and it's just that potential goes to waste and guess what it poisons your body it poisons your mind because you know that you were meant for more but you're taking those shortcuts again and like we said earlier today shortcuts equal short paychecks and the only person you're hurting is yourself so get your mind out of that rut right get it going yep. and give it 120 percent, and just really just expect to make a sale one that's one thing too that i think is what's really helped me excel is every day i wake up the law of expectations says what Colin and Daniel expect, 85% of it's going to come to him, right? 85% of what you expect will happen. But the thing is, most of us don't expect anything good to happen in our lives because mm-hmm. we've been conditioned that way since we were younger. And I would never forget this one account executive. He was just like, man, I'm, I, don't, I don't know why. He, he had the skill set. He was telling me, he was just, man, I'm going to give up. I'm like, well, you know, what do you think is going on inside of you? And the more time I spent with him when we, we spent on the coaching aspect is like he never ex- expected anything good to him. His mom, like, he was he, he was he was a younger brother and his mom always said, you know, don't outshine your brother. You know, your brother's not good at this. And so he was had this big old bright future ahead of him. And the more his mom said, hey, you know, your brother's not as good as you in basketball. So just keep it down, keep it down. And next thing you know, what you're really teaching your child at that point is to play small. So as the time arises to be great in sales, he doesn't know because his whole life he's been saying, hey, dim your light. Don't, you know, be nice to your bigger brother. Don't outshine him. He's your big mm-hmm. brother, right? Listen to him. And 
we wonder why so many people have these internal issues when it comes to really procrastination. It's because they've been taught, they've been told their whole life, right? Another one that we've heard when we were kids is, Colin, don't get your hopes up too high because if you don't get that job, I don't want you to be disappointed. So what are we taught? Yeah. Don't get your expectations up high because why? Because then you're going to be down. And no, expect the best. You might not get that one, but you really have to reprogram, re- recondition that yeah. mindset. And that's, that's something that I do in my trainings because the sales skills, somebody can have the same, the same sales skills as another person, A and B, but if the mindset is off, the mindset isn't right, the expectations ain't right. And the truth is, over 90% of people, Colin, don't expect anything good for themselves. Wow. That's a big number. And it's a lot of work to retrain your mindset. Like you really got to be very intentional and very consistent with retraining your mind, you know, and it takes a lot of work. It's not easy. Most people, yeah, they don't have high expectations or on the flip side, they expect nothing good to happen or they have that negative self-talk where, hey, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve that. It's not going to happen. And they focus on that and that's what they attract. And of course, that's what happens. So then it's like they they have this you know, condition of thinking that way and this proof based on their experience to back up that that's true because that's the way they've always been thinking. Yes. <laughs> It's funny you say that, right? Because you, you just, I'm going to get this little, I'm going to get this little paper out. That way they can see it. Let me see if it's here. I, I don't, uh, here it is, right? I did this for a client because he wasn't getting it. So it's like, right, your belief system determines the attitude of the day, right? So if your belief system is sales is, isn't for me, you're not going to have the right attitude when it comes to sales. So the actions that you take ain't going to be worth any good. The results are going to be, guess what? I stink in sales. It just reaffirmed my belief, but your belief helps your approach. If you, if you have the right belief, if you say, you know what? I am a closing machine. I am a monster on the phone. Your approach is going to be, I'm going to sell somebody today on the phone, right? I'm going to, I'm going to close with you today. That's going to be your attitude. But when mm-hmm. you result, it just validates your belief and it's just a vicious circle. So the whole thing is this cycle right here. You got to elevate it to the belief system that you are a winner. You are a champion. You are bringing value to the marketplace that you can do whatever you want. But nothing's going to change, like you said, until you have the right belief system. And then that's when you start making that extra phone call. That's when you start making that extra visit to those potential prospects, right? Those clients that are out there. That's what it's about because you take those actions that you normally wouldn't take. So I I would say this is if you really want to change your outcome in sales, no matter what you're selling right now, you got to go to your bathroom mirror right here on your bathroom mirror. This is kind of just a little illustration These are the affirmations. When I walk in my office, I have these. I tell myself these every single morning, right? I will act now. I will greet this day with love. And I have a million, I have, I have million dollars in assets, right? I don't think small. I think big, but I think so many times we don't set our mindset up right. And I have some of these same, I have another 20 affirmations or 25 in my, on my bathroom in my mirror. So why? Because you got to reframe that cognitive thinking and the first 20 minutes you wake up every single day are crucial, Colin. And you, that's, that's the time that you're still in that dream state. But when you look in that bathroom mirror and you say those affirmations, first thing, it's subconsciously, it reprograms your mindset. Yeah. But the mindset is huge. And that is how you can retrain it to have a positive mindset to get positive results. 
you know, and without that, I don't care how good you are on the phone or with your closing or negotiation skills. If you don't have that energy, that conviction, that confidence, that positive mindset, you're not going to get great results. Daniel, thanks so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun and, and time went by so quick. <laughs> I feel like we only talked we for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Uh, so I think we might have to have you back for, for round two at some point, I think, but, uh, any final thoughts, where can people connect with you? What is the best place for them to find you? All that good stuff. What are we going to include in the show notes for them? Yeah. As a matter of fact, please, um, reach out to me. Uh, my brand is Daniel Gomez inspires and I love people and our, our coaching is show to fate coaching. You can go to www.danielgomezglobal.com. That's danielgomezglobal.com. Fill out our assessment there for entrepreneurs. If you need help with sales, I'd love to bless you with a 45-minute complimentary discovery session. No cost to you just for me being here on sales transformation. That's www.danielgomezglobal.com. And fill out the, the assessment there for entrepreneurship. I'd love to help you get your business up and rolling or send us a message there through our contact page. And like I said, you can follow me on all social medias under Daniel Gomez Inspires. And really, what I want to leave them with this is, you know, there's nothing in this world that you cannot do once you make the decision to do it. Once you to, when, once you say you, whether you're male, female, whoever, whatever you're selling, and when you decide in your mind that you're unstoppable, you're going to be unstoppable. And you need to tell yourself, "I am a selling machine. I am a stop. I am unstoppable. I am a closing machine." And I want to tell you right now, if no one's ever told you they believe in you. This is Daniel Gomez Inspire telling you right now, I believe in you. Go out there and make it happen. Stop having that pity party. Become resilient and make this your day. Today is your day. Somebody's going to make it happen. Why not it be you? There we go. We'll end on a high note. We'll include those links in the show notes for you. Please take Daniel Gomez up on that complimentary session. I'm sure you know it will be extremely beneficial for you wherever you are. Uh, you know, and you need this a little bit of help getting unstuck. Take him up on that offer. We'll drop the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. It really does help us out. And as always, we're listening for your feedback. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad, and I might even give you free access to our best templates.